0: Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Hello, how are you? Thank you so much for coming back. Across from me, as always, Cyrus Amundsen.
1: Hard to do this because I dress like trash all the time, but Chad is currently wearing a baseball manager's jacket from the late 1970s.
0: I call this a pancake jacket because it's what old men wear to go get pancakes.
1: Did you get that when you retired from your uh, garbage hauling job uh, 15 years ago? No, this is a security jacket from the Buffalo Bills stadium. The it's nice to see
0: you. It's not.
1: It's nice to see yeah. you.
0: It's nice to see you too. I actually bought this.
1: Uh, Imagine on making purpose. fun of what someone is wearing when you're wearing a hooded sweatshirt that people are like, So is that his only hooded sweatshirt? Not only that, but
0: um, it hasn't been washed in a while, and I'll tell you how I know this. Because you've pulled the sleeves up over your forearms because now you look like a fucking wizard. It looks like a wizard jacket. Your sleeves are so loose.
1: Here's why it hasn't been washed in a long time. Okay. Let's go through the process. Okay. And then you tell me whose fault it is. Before you tell me this story. Okay. Okay. I'd like to tell, so for the last couple of Before weeks, you tell me what you're going to tell me, ladies and gentlemen, in the back of the room, back slim, of the room. trim, and ready to chase trim. Once, you, are, you said trim uh, twice. Trim, two trims, Justin, Hay Bales, Bailey, and. Daniels. And I do think you should adopt him. We haven't all been in the same room. Uh, a lot in the last few years, and right. so we haven't been able to have this conversation. But let's not pretend that part of Justin's weight loss isn't like I'll show you, Dad. And let's <laughs> not, right? Let's not pretend that that doesn't play into your weight roller coaster as well. Not and for so me. It has I, nothing new with my dad. I think you guys should bond over that. And I think it's time. Honestly, what a great moment for this show. And as a show that could use some more listeners. What I'm, what, what, I, a think, stunt. what I think, what a stunt, podcast host adopts producer. I think, I do producer. think there's a little
0: bit of Justin. I do think there's a little bit of Justin that's like, I'll give you the athlete you never had. <laughs> and for me, it's almost backwards because when I was little, I remember watching how much my dad ate and he stayed so thin. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this metabolism is going to keep me thin for the rest of my life. Turns out cocaine.
1: Cocaine. A lot of cocaine. Cocaine <laughs> is
0: what keeps a man like that skinny. Yeah, and I can't do cocaine because I just don't trust my heart. Hey, in romance and cocaine. physicality. Yes, Justin. Uh, can I tell you, my growing up, my dad also had a really crazy metabolism, so I also thought that. Can and I, I found out he wasn't my fucking dad. <laughs> <laughs> so.
1: so. Please, so hold I'm, on, hold on. We Do we not have a microphone back there? Do you yeah, have that's that's to shout it. it at us that's like a guy that. who's mad at his dad? <laughs> That's probably why.
0: He's like, if you're going to be my new dad, I'm starting off by yelling at you. Yeah, that's pretty crazy that I thought it was, uh, I th- it turned out to be cocaine for me, and it turned out to be not the same genetics for you. That's pretty wild. That other laugh you hear, of course, is
1: Brandon. Well, ladies here. and gentlemen, Brandon, and if you have any concerns about the words or accents used on today's program, please direct them to HR Captain Brandon. Do people call you Brando?
0: Brando. Do they? Do you like it? Oh, okay, I might start calling you Brando. That makes me feel like... Uh... And I don't know why I like this, but I like Brando. Brando. <laughs> that sounds like an Adam Sandler character. Like, when yes, he's I'm spy. Brando. Hey, hey everybody, I'm Brando. I'm, Look, Brando. At me, I'm Brando. Look at me, I'm Captain Brando. Look
1: at me, I work at the Durky, ice cream Durky shop. D- and God, I Durky, Durky, love. Durky I love him so much. So yeah. What? Oh, the reason that I my shirt looks so Let bad. Let me
0: say something before. Okay. Now it's my
1: turn. We're, we're pulling it back.
0: Okay. But please don't get mad.
1: I'm not and mad. And this is what
0: I'm going to tell the fans. Okay. I have had several people come up to me after live performances, mm-hmm. and they say, you guys have been fighting. It's really concerning. They're like, <laughs> you guys have been fighting a lot. Are you serious? It's almost ready to end. <laughs> And I and I just want to tell you something. Yes. Sometimes sometimes mommy and daddy need to fight to make the fucking more
1: fun. That's exactly right. You think I can get daddy to choke me if he's happy all the time?
0: uh uh-uh. uh Yeah, sometimes uh-uh. it needs to be a real choke
1: just so I for feel a little work. scared. Yeah, yeah, just so I feel a little bit scared. Um the uh, so the reason that my so first of all, I want to make something very clear to the people who have messaged me and asked me if I have other hooded sweatshirts. <laughs> you know what's crazy? No one messages me about this show. Well, no, I'm, I mean,
0: and I'm not asking you to. No, I, I gotta be. I,
1: I gotta be honest. That enrages me. I on think a they level realize I just don't
0: respond. The amount I don't check of my stuff.
1: pen pals that I have. <laughs> so anyway, okay, yeah, that's great. You don't, you don't message anybody, and I. Have a full time job messaging people (laughs) and still don't, and then still feel bad that I don't get to everybody. Just so you know, I think
0: that they don't message me because they come to the live shows and they're like, I'd like to talk to you about this face to face. Why are you guys
1: so mad at each other? Sure. (laughs) So, people who are curious about my sweatshirt situation, um, you know, there's only a certain amount of sweatshirts that feel good on my shoulders. Sure. And so there's a company that I like and you liked, but then you. Stopped liking because you felt that the clothes made you look fat. Is that accurate? They didn't make me look fat. I was fat and they didn't fit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I just had to. They're watch. no, they're no bright blue uh, plastic jacket. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. They. Uh, <laughs> they <laughs> They're made for, like, surfer That's, moms. by the way, that's how I know you're not fat right now. Nobody who's fat can be like, hey, can somebody just put, like, cheap plastic in a really <laughs> unique blue all over my torso? If you were fat, people be like, oh, who's going to roll the Willy Wonka girl down the street? Yeah, exactly.
0: I'm going to the jizzing, man. Really? <laughs> uh, so, um... Uh, what were we talking about? So I have... <laughs> oh, yeah. you. So those hoodies, <laughs> I like. they are I'm... very comfortable. And th- my hoodies, now that I had put in a box before and given up on, uh-huh. I can wear them. Are they coming back? They're very, very comfortable. So Because here's what happens. Yeah. A lot of people don't know. When you have a uh, stomach and back fat, shirts aren't made for that. So when you lift your arms up, they come up over your belly. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's a great
1: look. I don't, I think that's also not a great So way. then
0: when you lose that and lift your hands up,
1: then it doesn't come up over your belly. So I bought, when these shirts worked and they fit and yeah. they felt good on me, yeah. I bought an amount, and they, made, they had made two colors. They made uh, an icky maroon. Which you're wearing. Yep. And then they made a black green. Which you wear a lot. Yep. And so I own an amount of each of those hooded sweatshirts that Jenna isn't happy about. Sure. And I've just got a bunch of them in bags. Like I'm a sweatshirt (laughs) doomsday prepper. Yeah. So leave me alone, Kenny. Listen. (laughs) I own a fucking bunch of them. Also, the reason this one's baggy is because I left it here last time with Brandon. And Brandon was like, well, come down and pick it up. And did I not do that? Yes, I didn't. Well, I'm going to tell you so something s- else. Just been sitting at Brandon's house and I assume the sleeves are extra like wide and stretched out because Justin was over and been away from his lady too long and needed something to fucking get after.
0: No, I think it looks like a magician who's trying to prove there's he's not cheating.
1: Oh, hey, look up. Oh, nothing in here. And I'll tell you something else, No cards Kenny. up I'll here. I'll tell you something else, Kenny. Let yeah, me speak Kenny. up for
0: my friend. Thank you. Okay? He's got a lot of those sweatshirts, but most of them are in bags, and so he still only wears the same one. <laughs> got it, pal? You got it? Hey. But when the zombies <laughs> come to eat his brain, he's going to smell fresh.
1: Thank you. Now, yeah. I'd like to address the fighting. Okay, I love it. I have so much fun. I do I too. Like, here's the thing: you can't be as. So I think I think the episode everybody's talking about is the episode where uh, we had just done a festival show together. And I was supposed to do twelve and I did sixteen. Thirty-six. And you thought I did like 50 Oh, Thirty five. Uh,
0: You're one minute away from tripling the time.
1: And so I don't I think that I don't know if that's accurate. We don't have to get back into it. I think we should get back into it if, I'll the, peop- if cut the people if the people love it and hate it. I'll and uh, it. and I think those are the best moments. I think those are the moments that really show the depths of who we are and our love for one another. And here's thing. can I tell you something? Yeah. If you don't love us at our worst you don't deserve us at the other version of our worst.
0: I don't know what's happening right now. But I do remember that episode, and I do remember once we said cut. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what we did?
1: French kissed for a little bit and went home like we normal. We walked
0: to the middle behind these tables, and we did a little, like, spirit fingers, mm-hmm. touchy, weirdest high, five, high ten you've ever seen. High yeah. eight, probably? I don't I think was we used our eight. thumbs.
1: It was high eight because at that point, I was... You know, uh, yeah, uh, yes, correct. Yeah, that's so what I think, too. I have a question, and, and that was, but I do want to be clear. How we end most episodes, for anybody wondering, is a soft, medium-length French kiss. Right. And then we go our separate directions. And we do make Justin watch, and I'd like to get this right. on record. He has consented to that.
0: Yeah, And that's so true.
1: if all of a sudden we fire him at some point because he can't figure the audio out— The mix, the levels. Why does Chad sound so quiet? I don't know. Why are you messaging me, Kenny? I want to talk about my fucking sweatshirt. Go to the audio guy for the audio questions. I'll tell you
0: why I sound so quiet. I'm holding the mic right to where you're holding the mic.
1: But I'm not yelling about everything.
0: (laughs) Now, uh, Are you trying to start a fight? I'm not trying to start a fight. But Justin, can you throw the contract
1: you signed up on the screen? Yeah, put that up on the screen. So if Justin gets fired for audio reasons and he goes on the internet and he's like... My former boss has made me watch them French kiss at the end of every episode for a medium length of time, right. as though that wasn't something he'd agreed and consented to. I just want to get out in front of that, yeah. and that would, that would be him just attacking us in a way that isn't truthful. Absolutely. so Tired of it. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. So I, you were in Atlanta. I was in Hotlanta. That's what a lot of people call
0: it. A-Town and Hotlanta. So you were in a Hot lanta. yeah, and and now and guess who else was there? Haybales. Haybales. And he flew down to to watch me do stand up and nothing else.
1: Yeah, nothing else. <laughs> Forty pounds of jizz.
0: Yep. To call back
1: to last week's episode. Oh my God, you should be in the plumbers union just for all the pipey. Like, come on, dude. Ugh. And so, why did I not like that so much? Because it sucked. It sucked. It did suck. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you were in Atlanta, Hotlanta, the A town. Hotlanta.
0: And. Uh, Say it like that once.
1: Hotlanta. A town, B city. And uh, <laughs> you were in. <laughs> you were in Hotlanta. And so, and I know you were in Hotlanta because. I love
0: Hotlanta, by the way.
1: I know you do. And uh, so I got a message from friend of the program, Matt Hill.
0: Okay. Hey, Matt.
1: I got it at Saturday at 7.03 p.m. Yeah, it was an early one.
0: (laughs) Which means
1: that I know the show had started on Saturday before 7 p.m., which... Six and eight were the show times. Great. That is a great time frame for stand-up comedy. I will tell you this,
0: though. A lot of people get... Let's talk about something. Okay. The pre-gaming for stand-up comedy... It's not a sporting event. Sure. You don't have to get fucking wasted to watch stand-up. It's well, so weird to me. If you live in Hotlanta, you might. Yeah, but it's like, we're going to be talking quickly and maybe sometimes using big words and you're just not going to follow along when you're that drunk. And then you're going to like, that's not funny. No, no, no. You're fucking dumb right now. Not always, but Why right is
1: now. The, where's the other comedian at right now? Yeah
0: yeah where's the one that i like that wasn't chad i yeah i don't get the pre-gaming and so this is so six and eight sometimes people get too drunk and they're like let's try comedy at 10 oh yeah but no one and i mean no one is at a six o'clock show accidentally
1: that's a really great point so maybe yeah okay okay i'm gonna reel it back they were a
0: very very fun crowd
1: okay well let me sure let me ask you a question about that very fun crowd. I'm ready. I received a question, a message, a message. Yeah. What was that? Like, I know I tried to hide it by making it like I was doing a bit. Like, no, 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 Nickelodeon.
0: Well, you ain't got a thing if you ain't got that cling. Do-rap, to rap do-rap, 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 rap
1: By the way, this episode's sponsored by Saran Wrap. This episode is sponsored by every jacket your dad has ever owned. Unless you didn't have a dad and you didn't know that you, he wore jackets like that. So, wow. here's Wow, this episode is sponsored by hoodies you
0: find in the gutter that someone played a bunch of basketball in and left it there because it stunk too bad.
1: So I get a message from Matt Hill and it says, sigh dot, 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 double ellipses.
0: I'm going to tell you something. As far as I'm concerned, if I know where this is headed, not enough dots.
1: Double ellipses. Sigh. Double ellipses. Please ask Chad about the ass eater in Atlanta. End of message. Chad. What about the ass eater in Atlanta?
0: So I was caught getting my asshole eaten. Okay, just kidding. Obviously it's... <laughs>
1: I was working with the wonderful... With how, much, with how much sex Justin is having, I assume this was just a message about him. <laughs> it is. Let me get there.
0: So, I was working with the hilarious and wonderful Ben Katzner.
1: King. Yeah.
0: He's a king. Um, Shaq Katzner on Instagram. Yes. And uh, he's on stage, and he's running out of time because this crowd is riff-worthy. If you Now... For those of you who don't know what that means, they are so fun when you go off script, off the cuff, that kind of shit.
1: They're not ruining the show. It's actually everybody's enjoying it and it's working. Yeah. and I'm is... not
0: talking down to you people that know what this means. I'm, I'm saying, like, just in case someone doesn't, yeah. I want everyone to understand this. So he's having a ton of fun. He gets to the end. He does not have enough time to do both of his last jokes. Okay. So he has to ask the crowd, listen. I only have time for one. He asks one. No, he asks the whole crowd. That's right. And he goes, would you like to hear about my adoption process or eating ass? And before the second S is hit in ass, a woman yells, eating ass. Immediately. Eating ass. She yells. So. He does that bit kills sure I go on stage now I can hear everything that's going on in the green room I can't see anything so I don't know who said it okay so I go up on stage and I say who yelled eating ass that's the first thing out of my mouth (laughs) and just like you would think Everyone points to one person. She doesn't raise her hand, everyone points and her husband is like above her head like this. And so I go, are you the husband? And he goes, yes. And I go, congratulations. (laughs) And he says, actually no. And I go, what do you mean? And she goes, I don't eat ass. I'm like, well then what's what's the deal? Are you trying to get there? Mm -hmm. Are you trying to be inspired by a story? And she says, I work in a neonatal unit and have to deal with a bunch of adoptions I'm sick of it, didn't want to hear a story about that, so I said, eating ass. And I said, just to be clear, because of your week, you don't want to hear about another human being's journey through the adoption process. I'm getting a real hate vibe from this crowd at this lady. So then we're going further on. And I, uh, somebody says, yells, ass eater again. Mm-hmm. And I go, uh, isn't the ass eater, isn't that like from uh, Harry Potter? And somebody goes, death eater. And I'm like, kind of the same thing. <laughs> Someone's down there, you've had a tough day at work. You're like, expecto patrona. <laughs> Anyways, um, I say something about jalapenos. Okay. And a woman, different lady, from the wings, yells, that's what eating ass tastes like (laughs) so i say why don't you and your mexican boyfriend figure this out before you come to comedy and have to ruin a show we got a lot of things going on right now so i say uh, she's point she's like ha, ha ha and there's a guy behind her i go how many jalapenos do you eat in a day and he is answering the questions he's mm-hmm. giving me the questions and i go i go actually who is that behind you and she goes that's my dad
1: no <laughs> no
0: <laughs> so i leave the stage i hand the microphone to this lady standing by the stage sitting by the stage and i walk off the stage <laughs> i think i'm done i almost yeah i almost left the stage i think in i'm, I'm done with this space I go back up and I said, listen, lady, you're not doing the South any favors by telling that story. <laughs> then uh we're just we keep talking about it, and it turns out it's not her dad, even. So she just she loves this guy's 48, she's 28.
1: Oh, it's her daddy. 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 So, so
0: actually, he at one point says I'm not her dad, but she has called me daddy.
1: Oh, that's how I know we wouldn't. I don't like that. Oh, that it's interesting that me... you don't
0: like it, because as soon as he said it, I just started masturbating on stage. <laughs> uh, so it was wild. I mean, yeah. the the back and forth exchange, I should almost see if the audio, I record all my sets on my phone. Mm-hmm. I should see if the audio is worthy of cutting up and and. Putting out
1: Putting out because Put it out as a mixtape
0: I was just going to put it out on a uh, Patreon
1: ha- Oh By the way Of the things that we're bad at Guess what we've had in the hopper for a month and a half A Patreon episode A Patreon episode featuring probably my favorite story oh, we've ever had. Wait a minute, heard. why isn't that out yet? I
0: don't Justin, know Justin, quit globetrotting <laughs> and getting your noodle wet And do your fucking job Hey, Kenny, can you hear that? Am I loud enough?
1: (laughs) I, uh, yeah, I, so, but... Wait a second. Stop with the noises. We're going to put the, it's up right now. If you're listening to this episode, you can go to our Patreon, and right now you can find probably my favorite Patreon episode ever, where Mike Lester tells us a story about how his dad put on a show for him and his degenerate comedy friends at a at, VA clinic, at a VA clinic following a AA meeting at
0: the <laughs> VA clinic, they had to break the circle of chairs and point them towards the stage. <laughs> and uh, spoiler alert. It did not go great. <laughs>
1: Trigger warning. So, yeah, I think, yeah if you find, yeah, we could put that out on Patreon, that'd be very fun. that'd be very fun. Can I tell you that I had a. So I traveled here. Yeah. Right. And uh, I was on the plane. And Can so I tell you one more thing?
0: I would love. For, yes, I would love that. I'm sorry. I just want to wrap up this ass eater thing.
1: Yeah, I didn't know if it was over or not because I interrupted you. They came up to me in the merch line and was like,
0: hey, uh, j- you know, just so you know, like, sorry we interrupted the show. And I just go, uh, your breast smells like shit. Keep moving. <laughs> So anyways, that's the, that's the end of the story, but I just want to say like I got one more jab in off stage.
1: You were on a plane. So I'm on a plane. Yeah. Okay. And I get up on you the sure? plane. I'm a big I'm a big get up and stretch it around sort of guy. Yeah. So that's not very likable. So and I I, I sit in the front. So Oh, you're a first-class guy? No, I fly sun country. I just uh, take a seat (laughs) in the front of the plane.
0: Now, can I tell you something? Before I got my hip surgery, I used to have to get up and walk around because my hip would be on fire 15 minutes into the flight. Yeah. And then uh, you get a lot of eyeballs Mm -hmm. when you're doing that. Yeah. And then you, like, uh, start looking under people's seats, Mm -hmm. and you go, oh, I can't find my backpack. And then people are looking, at you like,
1: this plane is about to explode. (laughs) (laughs) So... I, I'm getting those side eyes, yeah. you know, but mind you, I'm fucking business. People walk up right. and down the aisle, of grow course. up. So I walk all the way down from the front of the plane and then I come all the way back. That's a good walk for me. You know, okay. I do a few of those, few reps. Yeah. Few reps. Laps, I call them. And then, so I'm coming back up the aisle and I'm kind of just walking and like, you're seeing everybody and you know, you're just noticing what people are doing. And I see a guy is watching, holding and watching on his phone. He's watching an episode of new girl. Okay. I like the show New Girl, so I just notice that. And as I notice it as I'm walking, he catches me noticing that, Sure. which to me doesn't seem like anything abnormal at all. I keep walking. I sit down. A little while later, I'm going to take a lap. I get up. I head on back. And now I'm coming this way. And I get to New Girl guy, and somebody else stands up right in front of me to get their bag out. So now I am just standing there. Right, right and in front of him? Right next to him. Oh, next to him, okay. And he is watching New Girl, and I am not looking at him the whole time, but I glance over, and it's a screen. Let's be very clear about something. Okay. I don't care if you're a baby or an adult. When you see a screen, like the miracle that is technology, who's seeing screens and going, well, I don't, don't want to look at that? So, Right, the motion gets your attention. I, I'm drawn to the, right. to the screen. He sees, looks at it and sees me, and he goes, do you mind? And then he turns his phone away from me. <laughs> so I can't, he's, I don't even have the audio to an episode of New Girl on his tiny phone. What the fuck do you think is happening in this moment?
0: I mean, unless it is uh, private footage that was never released sure is and he's like can we get one more episode out of this like a like a reunion show i
1: think this guy needs to go home and talk to his fucking wife about how he needs some privacy you can't be taking it out on strangers because they saw you have new girl on their phone while some other woman was taking her bag down
0: also you're on sun cruncher watching new girl yeah pass (laughs) sorry about that dude but i will tell you this
1: Right. Um, okay.
0: You should, uh, when people talk shit to you like that, mm-hmm. I would love, because you're walking, right? And yep. everyone's like, why does he keep walking by us? I would just turn and go, Air Marshal, watch your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I would get a fake badge, and I would absolutely flash it and be like, you want to fucking start some shit? And then have him turn yeah. it to you like,
1: do you want one of my AirPods? Let's not do that, because that is something I'll lean into really heavily. I
0: know, and I want you, I want to... Just to fucking watch the news, just going through the channels. I've already got the name. Fake
1: air marshal arrested at the MSP (laughs) airport. I've already got the name. I think I'm Ken Winkler. I'm Ken Winkler. I was, right? I was. Oh, my God. I hate this. Listen to me. I'm Ken Winkler, okay? And I spent years in the hardwood floor game. Years I put in hardwood floors, ran my own business, but yeah. it was hard on my knees. And I wanted a job that I felt like I could give back because and because my father's life was saved by an air marshal on a Delta flight. I chose that path. And that's why but I was I, demoted to sun country. That's why I, Ken Winkler, am here to tell you to shut the fuck up and let me watch this scene with Nick and Jess. I love it. I'd like uh, (laughs) a. Am I Officer Winkler, or do I introduce myself as Ken? Officer Winkler, but my friends call me Ken. But you're not my fucking friend, so don't talk shit to me. Just sit there and watch New Girl and be thankful that I'm keeping this flight free of terrorism. You fucking bitch. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: Yeah. And when they go like, uh, "I don't believe you had a job before this," and I don't believe you're an air marshal, be like, "Listen, the commercial. Maybe you remember it." Uh, hey, do you need new floors but don't think you can afford them? Well, yes, you can. Huh? Come on.
1: That's great. Winkler's, Winkler's hard floors and more's. Nope. So okay. let me tell you something else yes, about the airport. Yes, you can? Let me tell you yes, something. Yes, you can. Let me tell you something else okay. about the airport. Do you understand I'm saying the name Ken? I got to be real. I did not. And sometimes when you're doing a bit Yes, you can. Ken. Like Ken Winkler. The name. But do you think that there's a high possibility that even though I am immensely invested in this new character, as I am most of the characters that develop on this show, I'd already uh, moved past his name and didn't necessarily put two and two together.
0: Your face didn't change, and I thought, there's no
1: way he knows I'm saying the name Ken. Nope. I was because normally you go yeah or something. I would have loved that one. I yes you know. can, K E N. That's absolutely the name of the company. Here's the thing. When yes you when I had to sell Yes You Can, it was was that hard for me? Yes. Was that a business that I had built after everybody told me to go to college? They said go to college and I knew college wasn't right for me. I knew it wasn't right for me. And so I built that company from the ground up and I used that money to buy my family's first home and that was a meaningful company for me so when i sold let's move on okay so (laughs) okay air marshal winkler here and i i need a gun i think i should have a gun i don't i think here's what we can do let's get me one of those wooden block guns And just send me out for a while. You're going to get shot for sure by a real (laughs) police officer. I just, I think if we, I think I can prove that I can earn a gun. Here's, let me tell you something. I've been in Ohio for a while. A lot of people carry guns. Here's my impersonation of someone at the airport walking by you uh, when you're
0: going to your flight. Was that old woman just pushing (laughs) a gun case on a wheelchair? (laughs) What the fuck is that about?
1: I think. I think I can – because listen to me. I don't know how things are done here in Minnesota, but down – Uh-oh, guys. But down in Lake Country, okay, people go to the (laughs) grocery store with guns on their hips. And I am also in those grocery stores. And so I think we put – we get me a holster. We get one of those wooden block guns. And if I can get a few weeks into it and everything turns out all right – Then I think we get me a like a cap gun that looks like a real gun. And then if I get through that, you know, that period, what do they call those? That probation period. Yeah. But what do you think? What's what are
0: you going to do with the gun? I'm an
1: air marshal. What am I going to do if somebody fucking hijacks the plane? Go. Oh, I'm sorry, everybody. I'd love to save you. But all I have is this wooden gun because my friend Chad didn't believe in me. He told me not to sell. Yes, you can.
0: Well, what if the there were hijackers on the plane and you just stood up and you were like, "I have a disease," and they were like, "Okay, guys, not this one. Different one. Let's have them land it, get this guy off the plane, and next time we'll go for it.
1: We'll do it on. We'll do it after the layover. So is that a wooden block? So uh, here's another piece of airport information. Now uh, you know me. I'm always trying cutting edge medical technology. Yeah. So uh, I can get sucked into anything. Mm-hmm. If, the, if you make a YouTube video about red light, I'm going to buy a red light. Okay. What's that, a chi machine you got there in that YouTube video? Let's order up a chi machine and let it <laughs> wobble my uh, heels and fix the blood in my body. I'm the guy that <laughs> 300 years ago would have bought magic beans from a peddler. Oh, absolutely. For sure.
0: Are you feeling <laughs> a little tight in the shoulders? <clears throat> well, I'm here to tell <laughs> you. Bam! We have an earlobe massager ready for you. And you're just all of a sudden already getting it.
1: Yeah, Jenna, order that for me because my sh- shoulders are really tight and it's hard for me to use the phone. So, <laughs> I somebody had explained to me the there's all these breathing techniques. Okay. And there's a lot of them. There's a lot of different stuff. You know, there's 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 like a quick calm down for like a
0: Lamaze class.
1: No, for like health. There's like oh, okay. you know. Anyway, okay. Let's not deep dive this. Um, <laughs> sure. and so uh, one thing that has been purported recently. Did, Did I do that right? Yeah, purported recently is stop. I'm just listening. Stop. <laughs> so I, as if you. High-level athletes like runners and stuff Kay. who have uh, breathing issues with their diaphragm and have been having a hard time healing from injuries. Sure. There's a specialist in Hotlanta, actually, Hot who uh, doesn't spend his days eating ass. Instead, studying the diaphragms of humans, mm-hmm. so he goes up about a foot and a half. Yep, and he like there's a rate by which if you breathe in through your nose deep into your diaphragm and then you breathe out in a very specific manner it can it has changed something in the bloodstream which helps to healing of these runners injuries right he's a very prominent guy but what it is is you go in as deep as you can through your nose and you widen your diaphragm sure and then when you exhale you also have to hum
0: Hmm. like a yoga like a
1: like a hmm, yeah but you you're supposed to do it here are the two instructions you get you go. You're supposed to hum loud enough that your teeth, if they're touching, you can feel it in your teeth, like they're
0: like they're vibrating against each other. Mm,
1: yeah. See. No. Try. Go. Hmm. Is this guy's
0: wife a dentist. Why Give is he me a little
1: that? bit. Hmm. That was a great dentist joke. Hmm. Okay. You can feel it. So you don't have to do that much. This is what I hear every night when I go to sleep. Hmm. So the <laughs> the other instruction they say is if you are walking in a mall, it should be. People shouldn't be able to hear you doing it. But if you're in a quiet room, they should. And I'm going to tell you, I haven't mastered that part because I look like a fucking perv walking through the airport <laughs> giving it a whirl. Oh, I'm sure. Holy mackerel. <laughs> just me and my one sweatshirt, Kenny, just. Mm, <laughs> and I don't know. I feel pretty good, but I look like I look like quite the airport perv. I think so, too. <laughs> Should have right that's behind that crazy. guy. Do you mind? I sure don't. Mm-hmm. Can Just can fixing you, my body you, behind can you. Can you hear mm-hmm. my teeth chattering
0: behind you? <laughs> I, uh, that's how I get rid of hiccups. I bring in the diaphragm as hard as I can, and I hold, I hold my breath. And then, and then you then I swallow. Keep, I keep inhaling.
1: Then you're supposed to swallow like you're drinking water.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. But I keep inhaling. And it yeah, I don't away. know if
1: I made that up, but it works.
0: Can I tell you a story?
1: I would love that. I just, can so I? I'm in the go. Yeah, go ahead. Can I tell you also? Should we? I'm interested in salt rooms. Have you heard of salt rooms? I don't think so. You go into a room full of salt. Okay. Do your story. You know, I'm.
0: <laughs> I'm in the market for an assault room where I can just bring people in and beat the shit out of them. <laughs> yes. See, this is what I'm
1: saying. It's like a rage room, but with a person. I mentioned this last episode. We're looking. Speaking of daddies. Yeah. We're looking for a daddy. We need personal sharks. The amount of gold we just unspool on the show that falls I on agree. the cutting room floor just because we don't have the ability to execute. Right. Like you, so, you, you rent, you rent a building, like yeah. like just
0: a little kind of office area mm-hmm. in a strip mall. Okay. okay? And it's Which called cheap the assault right room. Now. It's called the assault room. The assault room. <laughs> Orphanages <laughs> need. Money. Okay. They have a not- bunch of kids not doing anything.
1: Don't know where this is going,
0: but I'm going to hear you out. <laughs> you're mad at your kid, but you don't want to beat them. Okay. I'm just kidding.
1: We're done there. Okay. So, Dude, I know you're going to let me go all the way. I was going to let you take that plan till there was no more plan. But this And is, anybody this is- who didn't like that... Please direct all those comments to head of HR, Brandon. Brandon. Brandon told me that uh, Brandon was like, "Finish the bit, but make it, uh, give it a graphic ending."
0: Actually, it was the the beginning of the show. He whispered. He adjusted the cameras. Yep, because we're on YouTube now. If you don't know,
1: we are on YouTube now.
0: He whispered in my ear. He said, "Just so you know, uh, beating up orphans trending." Trending.
1: Yeah. And he is our
0: he's, our, he's also he's our, our, our head of trending. Yeah, he's, he's, ha- he's head, head of, of what's trending. trending. Yeah. He goes, if you can somehow whip up a story about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey beating up an orphan,
1: this place, this fucking
0: show could go through the roof.
1: Guess who's retired? What am I doing spaghetti hands for? I don't what know. What am I doing like Sopranos hands? Did hey, I just call hey, did hey. I just call uh uh, did I just say spaghetti hands about an Italian person? Oh, Direct all send those them to, to Brandon. Brandon. Direct those all to Brandon. messages to Brandon. Um, so
0: speaking of assault and children, mm-hmm. I'm in the I'm in the market for a heavy bag right now.
1: Okay, okay.
0: <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out how I can hang one from. Floor joices above me. Okay, right, joices—I guess I should call
1: them—and
0: mm-hmm. uh, I, I want to make sure that the load is is on three of them. Okay, but I can't find anything that will f- do that. Okay, they're only selling one little attachment that you can drill into one floor joist, and then it holds a 100 pound bag. Eh. Now I don't want to sprain my ankle walking through my kitchen because I've pulled the floor down. <laughs> so I've decided against that. So then I started seeing these things. They have they have a plastic base that you fill with water and rocks or and or sand, whatever. So mm-hmm. they it stays and then it's like a foam, you can dance all the way around it. It's a freestanding heavy bag. Okay. That reminds me that I once owned, I don't know if you've seen it, it's a plastic base and then it's a body. It's a torso. Yes. Guy has abs, he's bald, no arms, no right? face.
1: To be clear, he's got a head, no eyeballs. He's got a nose. Yeah, no eyeballs.
0: And I went and uh, I loved smacking him around. Mm -hmm. And then my son one day, he goes, hey, Dad, my friends are coming over. Can we go beat that guy up?
1: Yeah, of course course you can. can. Absolutely. Get that teenage rage out on that faceless bitch in the basement. So then
0: I wasn't home that weekend. I get home, and his name's Bob.
1: I think it's like big old body or something. What if, because they're teenagers? What if you just went down there? He's just knocked over, just covered. (laughs) Should we beat him up? I think you and I need to have a a conversation about yeah, yeah, what beat up means. (laughs) Really put the O
0: in Bob there. (laughs) Uh, So, but even worse, I go into the garage. And there's like all these honestly holes in them, but
1: not circular holes, just cuts. Oh, I thought this is where you're gonna reveal one of your son's high school friends had a square dick.
0: (laughs) They cut a square into it like I eat pancakes. Yeah. So I go in there and he's like all cut up. And I go, uh, hey man. What what happened to Bob? <laughs> and Isaacs at this point he's like uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like I think you do. What happened to Bob? And so finally he goes, I mean, we were like beating him up and then we we're like what if we stabbed him? <laughs> <laughs> and <then laughs> He's just like, they stabbed him all over. This looks like something you'd wheel into a courtroom in a fucking horrible trial. Like this this person was stabbed 133 times. This was not a crime of passion, it was rage or whatever they say. And so, uh, he, so I'm leaving again and he goes, so like Bob is ruined, you think? And I go, yeah, Bob's ruined. So we got to talk about that. Come home the next time, go in the garage. Bob's head is hanging off his body by a little piece of fucking rubber. His head's been cut off. It was unfucking believable. So now I duct tape Bob's head back together. I felt like a large person version of Dumb and Dumber. Where he's just like, we got no food, pay. we got no money, mm-hmm. our fucking heavy bags' heads are falling <laughs> off.
1: I mean, it was crazy. At no point in time were you like, I think I'm going to take a break from taping this torso and head back together. I'm going to call the child therapist here in Fergus Falls and get Isaac and his friends in about uh, yeah. the mutilation of Bob.
0: I mean, they fucking loved it. I didn't, do, <laughs> well, yeah, <it's- laughs> I didn't do any of that. What I did is I went and got a uh, lockable doorknob for a bedroom. And I made sure that him, neither him or her friends could, his friends could get in to get me.
1: That's a great plan. That's a really great plan. Have you ever seen the show Forged uh, in Fire? Forged by Fire? Forged in Fire.
0: Well, I mean, I will answer that in one second. Sure. But Isaac has recently moved in to that home I'm talking about. He okay. rents that place. And he asked me, he goes, hey, why is there a lock on the bedroom door? <laughs> and I go, remember Bob, motherfucker? That's why. <laughs> and also, yeah, Forge and Fire, yeah, that's a pretty sweet show.
1: I I'm only going on Forge and Fire because I'd like I could spend a long time discussing. Like, if I gotta, if I I understand teenage boys have angst to them, yeah. But and I don't think this is on Isaac. Here's what I think. Can I throw a theory out there? Sure. About 12, 15 years from now, they're gonna arrest somebody in Fergus Falls, right, for several disappearances in the area. Right. And you're going to turn on the news and see that arrest. You go, Isaac, didn't you hang out with that guy in high school? And he's like, yep, so did Bob. Like, that's exactly that's what's going to happen. <laughs> no, like, I, I think he's covering. Happen. I think I think Isaac has a buddy who's like he's like, Isaac's like, you want to punch Bob? And they went down there and they're like, punch it. Like, yeah, this is fun. And then his friend was like, what if we fucking mutilated him? And Isaac's like, yeah, OK. <laughs> What yeah. if we mutilated it? As he's stabbing he's was like, This is what I did to my first dog. <laughs> and you're
0: like, okay.
1: <laughs> that's enough. Let's just keep him at arm's distance and yeah. pretend that you also think this is fun until he finds a new friend. <laughs> uh Fortune Fire is great. <clears throat> they have this thing. So if you're not familiar with the show, uh it's set up a lot like a cooking show. Okay. Have I ever talked that's about Fortune Fire? Isn't it? it is. But it's set up like a cooking show in rounds. Where it's a competition and people oh, get through gotcha. the rounds, right. but unlike cooking shows where they're like uh, they have all normal people, these are people who make knives. So way better television. Right. You know how on uh, on the cooking shows they ask them like, "Hey, what are you gonna do with the money?" And they're like, "Well, I just, I think I'll probably buy a new oven for my bakery, and then maybe finally take a honeymoon with my husband to the Bay Area. Sure. Stuff like that." they don't even ask them what they're going to do with the money on fortune fire because i think they did it in the first episode and they're like can't use any of these fucking answers yeah well i got me a blood feud with one of my neighbors and i've been aiming to hire someone to murder his fucking horse you're like well you want to take another shot at that yeah i've been thinking about inventing another sort of skittle right but it's poison who's the target my neighbor's horse, like that's, sure. there's no fucking way that they can ask these people what to do with their money. I'd like to buy a woman. You're like, I don't think you should do that, especially if you're making knives. And so uh, they have, they get through all the rounds, but one of the rounds is something called the kill test. Okay. The greatest, I would argue, potentially the greatest moment in United States, like all this we've been building. Right. Go back yeah. to the first Charlie Chaplin and the f- silent fat guy being like, I'm walking. And everybody's like, it's a miracle. All of this technology has built to this moment, the kill test. And so all the judges on Fortune Fire look like different. Like if somebody was like, hey, we're looking for a unique Colonel Sanders. Th- you decide yeah. what Colonel Sanders is and throw it yeah. at us.
0: I've So I've heard about this show from you. Yeah. I've never seen it. Yeah. And I promise you there is a braided
1: mullet on one of the judges. Uh, I, I mean, I can't imagine that that's not been true for it. Uh, you know, yes. Yeah. So uh, I, they, essentially, the one guest guest, the one judge that doesn't look like a Colonel Sanders, looks identical to Lou Diamond Phillips. Sure. Uh, you can see that on the screen right now because we're on YouTube. So uh, it's... <laughs> <laughs> dropped it in there. So the uh, the Lou Diamond Phillips, Knife Diamond Phillips, he runs the kill test. And here's what happens. Uh, they bring their swords over, their knives over. And I think they've changed this over the years. I don't even know if they call it the kill test anymore because somebody's like, guys. Uh, but they bring out, <laughs> for a while, for a few seasons, they brought out a... A bob. A a human torso.
0: Is it possible that these children watched that show and then just did a kill test on Bob? It is. It it is very possible
1: because they would bring him out. And they had filled this dummy with a type of goo that was consistent with human innards. Uh, Get you horny there? Hey, Bill. (laughs) And then they hand Knife Diamond Phillips one of their swords. Yeah. And he goes... Stop. He goes... Is this, yes, this is a good knife, but will it kill? And then he takes it, and he thrusts it into the dummy. And is s- he holding a sword like that, like by the blade on one side? And he so cut his he hand? takes okay. the sword, he thrusts it into the dummy, and spoiler alert if you haven't watched the show, always kills because it's a fucking blade. <laughs> it goes into humans because yeah. it's a blade yeah. every single time. Maybe there's an episode where, like, God damn, that knife didn't go into that human at all. But I think you could put a butter knife into someone if you were as strong as this knife, diamond Phillips guy. And so then he pulls it out, and he looks at the guy, and he goes, "It will kill." And then men <laughs> all across America ejaculate into their jean shorts. Like yeah. I knew it would. I knew it would kill. So I, yeah, I'm. A, I think I'm back on. It's a good. That is a big moment, and I can understand how stabbing your little Bob guy would have been exhilarating for the boys. I think so too,
0: because I was just thinking back to my childhood, and I had four posters on my bedroom wall, mm-hmm. and it was drywall. Mm-hmm. And I got my hands on a butterfly knife and a throwing star. Oh, good time from a flea market. And I would uh, try my hardest to throw those things at the posters mm-hmm. and have it stick. And then, uh, but not hit any of the people in the posters. I had like Michael Jordan dunking, Beastie Boys. I, don't, I can't remember, two other things. And I would always go around the people. And then if I ever hit the people, then it was fucking game on. They're already dead. And so then when we moved, when the house w- I went back to the bank, right? Okay. Sad. We pulled the... Uh, posters off the wall and my mom saw all of these throwing star marks and i thought she was going to just murder me with my own butterfly knife sure and she goes ah fuck it it's the banks and i'm like oh thank god thank god steven left us in bankruptcy so i'm not taking a whooping right now
1: so i don't get beaten for shawshank redemption (laughs) in my wall behind a poster i i'll tell you this and then we'll leave okay so I was obsessed with the idea of butterfly knives because when I, I grew up at the resort, right, yeah. my parents ran a resort, and there were a lot of kids of different ages, sure. but no one younger than me. Everyone was older than me, which was, A, very cool, and also, you know, when you go through puberty late, that's not a great feeling. You're like, I'm hanging out with all the older kids. I wonder when I'll have pubes. That's a different thing that I need to process on my own. Yeah, you, on your own is perfect. Thank you. <laughs> and so, But it's relevant, I think, in this story. Okay. Uh, one of the older kids, Matt Mittag bunch of knives and was real good with a butterfly knife right he could huh. he could <laughs> rip him around right so, yeah. and so then i uh against the wishes of my parents bought a butterfly knife i was supposed to be playing so my mom would drop me off oh she's gonna hate this <laughs> my mom <laughs> yes would drop me off at baseball games yeah. And uh, I'm not saying she, she did it she, my parents weren't watch your games people. And I
0: love that. I think that
1: was a good thing for me.
0: Impossible to schedule that many games to
1: watch for two people. So the, the, they, she would drop me off,, yeah. and then she'd go run errands okay. in Alexandria, and there was a pawn shop near one of the baseball fields. Oh yeah. And so I sure was like, I'll oh, go play the game." And then I went over and they sold a butterfly knife. To a twelve-year-old boy, yeah. wearing an Alexandria Athletics shirt and matching cap.
0: Yeah, you like, gotta
1: fucking, you gotta pay your rent. Here's your butterfly knife, little boy. I bet you're not gonna go use this at the baseball game. Yeah. So, oh, did somebody hit you during the game? And, and I, it's one of those things. You take it home. You treat it like cigarettes as a kid. You hide it. You take it out Absolutely. when nobody's looking. Yeah. I'm sitting down by the deck, and I'm fucking working on my Matt Mittag moves. Probably the second or third twist flips out of my hand, spikes right down. Oh, about a half a centimeter away from where I kept my prepubescent nutsack. Thank <laughs> God I hadn't gone through puberty, because yeah. if this thing was any bigger, I've got a leak in sack, and I got to explain to everybody. Hey, I did skip the baseball game today. Bought a butterfly knife. Just pierced my sack with it. We got to head back into town. <laughs> This is going to be a long one. And I was like, I literally, I threw the knife away. I was like, I don't think I'm butterfly knife people. I just thought of a great idea for more
0: Patreon stuff. Yeah. It's a where are they now of pawn shops. Mm-hmm. And we find out what the person that had to pawn a butterfly knife is doing with their life.
1: Yeah, I didn't even think about that. All those weapons, I did.
0: That's the first thing I thought about.
1: All those weapons in pawn shops, somebody had to be like, well, I'm here unless he was trying to do the
0: thing with the butterfly knife it landed down did pierce his ball bag and he's like well i'm not gonna throw it away i mean at least i'm not a fucking idiot i'm at least gonna get paid for
1: it yeah i'll give it to a kid give it to a kid that has just a high enough voice hi mister you got any <laughs> butterfly knives yeah my mom said it's okay don't mind the outfit that's the 90s test
0: yep my mom said it's fine <laughs>